Welcome to episode 164 of the Book Wars Pod. I'm Chris. It's a trap! Fuck. I was like, I was debating if I should like risk putting you on blast for not having a drop ready. I I realized like like, relatively (laughs) new to producing. I'm not going to put that pressure on her. I realized like like benevolent about this. As you started, I was like, shit, I don't know where the the rap air horn button is. The most important button. <laughs> well, the important thing is I still messed up the timing. Nice. Good job. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm here as I have been for the past few weeks with Kate, Rana, and Miranda, as you can hear. And we are wrapping up uh, Visions Ronin by Emma Miyoko Kandon today. Sorry, I'm very distracted right now because our dog is just licking the floor and grunting (laughs) as he does so, which is disgusting. He seems fine. It's not the best. You know, it makes me really glad to have a big dog. He doesn't do that shit. He'll beg, but he does not lick the floor and grunt. Is that a little dog thing or is that just an orca thing? No, I think I'm just being like dog racist about dog sizes right now. (laughs) That's fair. Just like my dog is a dog racist about golden retrievers. Loves Fair. Dobermans and Huskies, so. Oh, they're good. not white. He likes Orca. He does. Orca's not white. Orca's not a golden Orca's retriever. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even eat in here, so I God knows why he's even looking for. It's fine. We're not. We're good. We're not going to worry about it. Yeah, he has. Don't worry sorry, about it. I don't worry to about see this, but it's probably sweat. It's probably good. Great. Salty sweat. Very Fantastic. Good. Just, just wet, wet mud. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we just lost like all yeah. of our two listeners. To be clear, Orca has a bowl full of food. Like in the next <laughs> they're not room. starving him if you thought that they were. Yeah. I was concerned. Like it's not even like he had dinner earlier and like is now hungry again. He actively has a bowl full of food that he is choosing not to eat. My experience when dog sitting him when you both went on vacation was that. And I know it's different because you're his humans and he loves you. And with me, he was like, give me my fucking people back. But my experience was he could have a bowl full of food and didn't Never touch eat it, it for three days. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he... he still begged at every meal. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, every time we have somebody new watch him, they'll like text us in a panic after like the second or third day being like, so he hasn't like had water in 48 hours we're like no he will eventually he's just on a hunger strike yeah the water was what bothered like I, i've watched a lot of dogs who are like fuck you you're not my mom but then when it gets to the water time i'm like oh you're gonna like i don't know when people don't have water that long they die so we'll see but he didn't it's, die he's still alive it's true he he's, is he's scrappy despite being pathetic so you know gotta stay alive so mom and dad come home oh boy it's true so sad inside Yes, he's very sad inside. Anyway, what are we drinking? Kate? Oh my god, don't pick on me. Stop bullying Kate. me. Um <laughs> the the I think you should leave references are coming fast and furious. Sorry, everybody who never watched it. Um I have a wild bass and hard seltzer because I am still coughing to death from the fucking from flu residuals or whatever the fuck is going on with me. Um so this is Oscar Blues's 
hard seltzer brand line whatever the fuck this is like the only thing i can think i can drink from oscar blues because they insist on putting like the most bitter whatever the fuck in every single damn one of their beers and my delicate palate can handle this um anyway i'm just drinking the fucking peach flavor colorado hooray <laughs> yeah apparently there's like a new like oscar blues like brewery at the stadium where the rapids play and i'm like great and i'm like i don't care sorry guys <laughs> love to drink beer i don't like while watching a soccer team lose (laughs) so it's like if if dc brow it's exactly exactly (laughs) like if dc brow had one but like aren't aren't united good now or were they they good at some point but like before that before when they sucked most of my (laughs) Actually, they did they did pretty well when I was a kid. But I remember in like seventh grade, I was playing like the you know the local um, Parks and Rec so- soccer league, and we were um, actually we won the regular season that year. We were pretty good. But one one day in practice, I guess we were like being little shits or something, and like not focusing on soccer and <laughs> kind of fucking everything up. And uh, so this was like. 2005 2006 like dc united was not good and um my coach said you guys are playing like dc united except you're not falling down and pretending you're hurt which is just it's a bunch of like 13 year old girls (laughs) oh which is just mean that is is really mean oh no (laughs) yeah no united are probably better than the rapids it's more like if they put dc brow in like the Charles E. Smith Center, <laughs> which is where GW plays basketball. How okay, dare I was you say insult. none of those? Maybe DC, but nothing else in that sentence was a word that had meaning. To <laughs> For me, those so, uh, uninitiated uh, to Charles Entertainment Smith, those of us who weren't smart enough to go to GW, it's, it's fine. It's, I'm uh, still worried about it. <laughs> every, I didn't amazing, apply. Every word in that much. sentence was wrong. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Listen, I went there because I could do a creative writing minor, and that's the only reason why I went there. So. We are. I went there because it wasn't in California. I went there for a degree that a degree that I don't use. And now we have Book Wars Pod. Exactly. Uh, now we're fucking. I don't here. know why I'm here, but now we have Book Wars Pod. <laughs> that's that's the thing, though, Miranda. Unless you went to grad school, no one uses their degree. I, Engineers do. I still don't use my. Degree. People with yeah, like very but... specific degrees do. I use it to argue with people about current events. That's that's also what Chris does. Yeah, I mean people. When Russia invaded Ukraine, everyone came to me. Oh, like, yeah. I bet. What, what do you think? And I was like, I can actually, like, it'll be a bad answer, but I can actually kind of bullshit about this for a minute. Do we need, nice. like, a thesis on soft power and, like, the variations? <laughs> so the history of Russia actually starts with the Kievan Rus, which was for... Oh, my God. Burbo, what's your beverage? I am drinking a beer... Uh, which I should not be doing probably because I had many beers yesterday. But I am hey. drinking a Kolsch from Ferment Brewing Company. Uh, they're out in Hood River. Do we have tasting notes? Ferment sure Kolsch. Great, but I'm not over their name just being Ferment Brewery. Like it seems like low effort. Technically, it's there. Ferment Brewing Company. So uh, sorry. Well. <laughs> much more adventurous. <laughs> 
It's a bright, floral, and refreshing beer made with German Pilsner malt and a combination of... Man, that's some, like, fucking German-ass hops. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to try. Fermented at cooler temperatures and cold-conditioned. And also on the bottom, it says bottom ferment. Wow. (laughs) Which is a whole process that you can learn about uh, on the can also. There are so many jokes trying to get through the door right now that they're just all getting stuck. Oh, don't worry. I already made them uh, like a week or two ago. (laughs) Blessings. I should hope so. Oh my gosh. Rana, what you got? Yeah, my drink is odd. I was going to drink my glass, my one glass left of the wine that was opened this weekend. And I even had this whole thing ready where I was going to say it was red wine reckoning with Rana. But unfortunately, I decided to drink it before the pot. <laughs> so it's just one <laughs> yeah, glass of wine. Um, I love it. So unfortunately, I can't even use that, but I had to slide it in there, which is why I say that. Hey. Um Instead, what I'm drinking, which is even odder, is it's not an otter, but it is odder <laughs> than um, my mom was here this weekend. And we on Saturday, we were like exhausted and we we're like, let's just get takeout. And but there was nothing where we were on our way home. So we decided we were going to get kava because I love my mother, but we have very different views on nutrition. And she was like, I need a salad. And I was like, if I only have a salad, I'm going to end up murdering someone like yep. I get too hangry for the shit. I feel um, like and so anyways, she in, you know, when you go to the supermarket and you're really hungry and you buy shit you didn't need, she did that, but she got a cucumber lime lemonade thing. Um, and then of course she got home, had a bite of food and was like, I can't drink this. It's too sugary. Um, so I took all the ice out of it and put it in my fridge to save for alcohol because I can't waste things as a stereotype of my people. And, um, <laughs> I instead added some gin from Breckenridge distillery or whatever it's mm. called. Um, Colorado based obviously I didn't even add a full shot because I'm almost out and I it was either add a shot and a half or just a tiny splash and I figured since I already had wine and I'm never coherent even as a sober person I won't do that to us when we re-record or when we have to you know edit the pod because no one else listens to it so (laughs) that's what I'm drinking um it's okay I'd, I'd rank it like it'd be better if it were nicer out or not nicer it'd be better if it were warmer out yeah that's my answer. What about you, Chris? What are you drinking? Sorry, I'm just alarmed at the noises that are coming from the other room. Orc, are you in garbage? Probably. Okay. Um, I'm drinking nothing. I had some water before the pod, and I really wanted a wild basin, but like, I am rapidly going downhill in terms of how I feel physically right now, so I decided that was a bad idea. It's having like palpitations for no clear oh, reason. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's super. It happens. <laughs> Now, now I'm just starting to feel like just regular sick again. So I feel like it's just my body was like, something is getting ill. We need to work extra hard. All right. Do you and have Kate's flu? I, I do feel like I've been fighting it off since she had it. Yes. Dude. So I'm wondering if it's finally breaking Please through. Please don't get another fake heart attack. Also, if you haven't heard the story of Chris's fake heart attack. I've definitely told it on the pod before. Yeah. Before and my time. I've, guys... I've 100% told you, Ron. I... <laughs> Maybe I just don't care about your health and erase it from my brain. But entirely eh. possible. <laughs> I, I have no memory of this. Uh, well, you just you're just like uh, no colonizers just died in this story. Don't care. Bye. <laughs> it's not a dead baby joke. It's not for me. <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, I don't know which episode you told your story about the fake heart attack on. So it's a Patreon exclusive or whatever. <laughs> you t- you can tell the slack. Yes, give us coffee and we'll tell you the story of my fake heart attack. 
ko-fi.com slash bookwars. If you donate extra, you'll find out how what really happened. Sorry, I found it. It's okay. I wasn't funny anyway, so it's better to be ground out. Proud of you. I got excited. So the story here is Chris isn't drinking because he's having a maybe fake, maybe real heart attack and or Kate's flu. Correct. And or anxiety slash life. Correct. No, and or being a human. It's it's a hundred percent Kate's flu. It's just a question of if it's wow. gonna hey, uh, it's just a question of it's gonna actually become flu or just continue to taunt me for another week and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you accusing your Chinese wife of trying to give you the flu for the past three weeks? Yes. Wow, Absolutely. Chris. Oh, that's wow. that's that's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it no. makes you feel any better, um, and I'm sorry, I know this is not current events slash Rana's life with Rana, and this is in fact Book Wars Pod, but. I told the Ho-Chat on Thursday, my mom was coming in very late Thursday night, and I felt awful Thursday, like I was fighting something off, and then I found out a bunch of people who were at the powwow I was at this weekend, or last weekend, had COVID, and it was really packed, and I was like, fuck. Um, And of course, Kate's walking through the questions of like anything a normal person would have done logically, and I'm like, no, I didn't do that, and that, or take any, I wear my mask to the supermarket, and yet didn't hear. Um, and anyways, I ran to Sprouts because my mom was already on her plane and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Wow. And I tested negative and then I took like 500 disgusting health drinks. The next day I was fine. Not saying it works. Maybe it was the power of stress. Maybe it was placebo effect. Maybe it was just me being weird. But anyways, Chris, may you be able to do a bunch of health shots from Sprouts and somehow <laughs> feel better and or just die. The hydration. One of the two, really. Was- I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Oh my god. Alright, first of all, Chris, stop Asian hate. Get the fuck off this fucking pod talking about this Japanese-ass book, fucking dickhead. <laughs> you... I hate you. I was... I had something... Oh, the, se- the second thing is, I don't know that we've mentioned the ho-chat on the pod necessarily before this. So, for the uninitiated, that is the chat that Jess of Love's Beautiful Town and Rana and I and Kristen are in to just talk about our various aches and pains and like whatever, like our menstrual cycles and whatever else is going on. So, you know, it used to live up to its name, the Ho-Chat. And then my personal life took a, a tailspin and everyone very kindly stopped talking about their homing adventures, which was sad because I could have lived vicariously through you all. But um, my mom still is like, why do you keep calling it the Ho-Chat? And I'm like, I don't know what else to call it. Okay. It's our group. It's, it's what it's called. Spicy Ants is another name. It's, it's true just because well the 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 name right now the name of it right now is this, this extreme typo that somebody put through in there a few weeks it was ago. me ah there you are um so it's unpronounceable so you know uh d- don't try me like that let's see i think another it happy is, landing it's uh clearly it would be dusty tixiad hose ah yes okay it was i'll be distracted while i was I... distracted and unable to type <laughs> Uh, I don't know why. That Charming to the last. Oh my god, beautiful. Personally offensive. <laughs> Alrighty. Sorry, I'm gonna mute again. <laughs> We're doing great. We love um, it. as a reminder, before we jump in for this book, our cause that we're recommending people support is Black and Pink National, which is a prison abolitionist organization dedicated to abolishing the criminal punishment system and liberating queer people and people living with HIV AIDS who are affected by that system through advocacy, support, and organizing. Uh, you can donate to them at blackandpink.org. Uh, All right, so let's let's do the point where I get yelled at so that I feel well enough to at least like sit here and take it without you feeling bad for me. Listen, do you really think there's only one? 
Yeah, I was like, is that not a There's special? There's one specifically <laughs> on the outline, to be fair. All right, so if you tuned in last episode, Chris insisted, Chris fucking insisted that the voice that the Ronin hears in his head and the voice that Koru and the reanimated Sith demons heard in their head were two different fucking people. Chris is an illiterate bum because there is literally a fucking paragraph in this fucking book saying they're the same fucking person. So if you turn to page 312 (laughs) in the first edition hardcover of the book and you go to the last big fucking paragraph on page 312... This is from Ronan's point of view. He has just met his daughter. And he goes, when she spoke, her voice struck him like a wrongly sung chord. He realized it was not the first time they had spoken, Chris. They had conversed before many times, most often when she was an echo in his ear, trying to lead him to his death at the hands of another Sith. I rest my fucking case, you illiterate person. (laughs) And that's on Kate's degree. It's not my fault. I just love the little bit of Jabba that made it I into know. that one. <laughs> I know this is a slightly inappropriate joke, but I have a coworker who sometimes says hashtag believe women for no reason. And I feel like this is an instance <laughs> of hashtag believe women. Fuck you, Chris. Um, listen, we had to have, there were a whole reason this fucking rap exists is because Chris spent an inordinate amount of fucking time last episode insisting that his wrong fucking reading because he's fucking, he has read this book twice, people. Twice he thought that, the, that he, he took up this fucking wrong ass reading. You know that quote where people say, we have to learn how to live our lives with the confidence of a mediocre white man? No there offense, it is. Chris. But oh, I say this that is to a, people a all perfect the time. example. There it I is. I mean, some offense. I, Another happy landing. <laughs> offense should be intended. Chris, like we spent 40 minutes talking about Yeah, we did. The Chris. confidence is what did it for and me. And I was like, oh, it's because I skimmed the end. I was wrong. I can't read. Thank God Kate has a fucking MFA and the attitude of the Bronx. Listen, Chris, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Eat my entire ass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't need to hear about that. That belongs to the like. chat. It's not. Oh yeah, God. that's ho chat content. But for real, fuck you. You fucking guy. Um, Rod, I, Rod, I also feel like we were talking last time about, like, you know, how does uh, Marahi feel about Ronan as a father? And, like, we were kind of saying, like... I think this answers that. Yeah! Like, the that feeling of, like, ambivalence. Like, I kind of hate you, but I kind of want a relationship with you. But I also definitely kind of hate you. And Chris is out here like, I don't think she hates him. And I'm like, she's trying to lead him to the stab stab i think she hates him a l- at least a little bit man like well chris i got a bad feeling about this the coughing is um especially relevant right now with chris's health fucking delicious All i, right. I right. think that's when something fell or like the the inside of the space penis rock oh i heard that part too i thought i heard a cough but maybe i'm just living in the pandemic times so, haven't you heard the pandemic's cough. over Thanks. Space Exegorth coughing, Dianoga coughing, Death Star coughing. Everything's coughing. Use anything as an excuse to rewatch any of the original trilogy, and therefore it sounds like what I have to do this weekend instead of having a life is rewatch the original trilogy. Just like Kate had to reread this entire book in order to prove her point. I also want to say that 
in addition to finding this fucking paragraph, I went and I Googled and I read through some reviews that came out when this book came out. Literally no one had this same wrong ass reading because it says very plainly on page 312 <laughs> that you're dumb. <laughs> you heard it first. I'm a Miyako Kendon directly to Chris. You are dumb. <laughs> um. So how does this make you feel, Chris? Fine. Still have the confidence of a meteorical white man. It's not oh going to stop me from hijacking the pod. life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like that just uh, that I know we're all joking and we're friends, but for some reason that just made me maybe <laughs> that just season. that hit a little too close to home. Yeah, I was like, man, even when I get everything right, I don't feel that way. I mean, we all know I I love a competition, but also like, oh, that literally like, oof! I think my heart. Let's check my Apple Watch. Did my heart Fucking just Aries season. <laughs> True. Yeah, just it went up from sixty-five to seventy-eight. Look what you did. <laughs> just because you're having heart problems right now doesn't mean you need to <laughs> spread it around, sir. Oh my oh, it's fine. god. Anyway, I love being right. This is not why we're in couples therapy. <laughs> Everything is fine. Um anyway. Did we introduce our cause before we Started, yeah, we did. Like, yeah. Okay, I thought we just completely lost. Sorry. Clearly, I'm in my own world looking. No, at it, it took a while for for us to get there, but we made it. Sorry, eventually. everyone. I'm so concerned about our cause that I even matched my hair and hair tie for it. So you're welcome. Um, hey. You can see that on an audio format. It's... Yes, that they're black. It, pink. The hair tie is a scrunchy situation, and it is pink. Uh, I got this for free, so and it was for free, so a win-win. Anyways, book wars, po- hair wars, pod, <laughs> <laughs> marriage wars, pod for these two. Listen, it's been marriage wars, pod since day one. Chris, Chris regrets uh, like ever coming up with the the concept of 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 doing this. So you know, that's that's good for him. Anyway, on to Sorry. less Chris roasting topics. Um, you know, I I trust you're going to be able to work it in. I said less. I didn't say none. Chris roasting. <laughs> all you know what, all topics are Chris roasting topics. Correct. If you believe, <laughs> it, it's the friends we made along the way, man. Oh my fucking lord! All right. So, uh, one thing I wanted I, I wanted to talk about uh, was just like ethics, I guess, in this AU. So um, we've got Jedi versus Sith, um, but it the, but this as, as I think we said in the first episode, this novel really complicates. Um, you know, how we think of Jedi and Sith and, you know, who are the good guys, who are the bad guys, um, which is really interesting to me because, you know, George Lucas has said himself that Star Wars is like a children's story. Like it's supposed to teach about like what's good and what's bad. Um, so, yeah, what I guess thinking about um, the framework that we're presented here. Um, do you feel like there's a good there that there ultimately like is a good side or a bad side? Like it's like does it lean more toward one than the other? I yeah. I like this question. I don't have a specific answer to it, um, which might be the point, but I will say, and I apologize if anyone can hear my upstairs neighbors who seem to be like bouncing basketballs or pogo jumping or something, <laughs> oh, no. but um, 
Anyways, I've said this before about this book specifically. I love this take on good versus bad and Jedi and Sith and all these things. I wouldn't even say Jedi versus Sith. Um, so much more than our standard sort of canon take on it. Um, although I have argued with people, including in front of Chris and Kate, about why I think Grey Jedi are a stupid concept from a video game and not real. They're I fucking do, idiotic. Yeah, I do like the idea that things are nuanced and there are a million shades in between one versus the other. Um, and I personally would welcome, I mean, I think that's a little bit of what I like about the, it's, they don't talk about like Jedi and Sith, but about some of the morality of Andor as well. Um, this concept that like people are people and sometimes people suck and sometimes people do things that look bad in one light. Sometimes people, other people think are good are horrible human beings. Um, so while I don't have a direct answer to your question, I love the framing in this so much more than our sort of standard good guy versus bad guy setup. I think you said that really well, Rana, and I agree. I think that it's Perfect it's a really framing. interesting take on it because in addition to that, obviously we have all of the kind of truth versus myth of not just the Jedi as we know them from canon, but also of kind of the samurai era in feudal Japan and how like they were actually very demonstrably not good. Uh, like they were like, you know, legalized fucking vigilante squads and, but their honor. Sorry. I mean, yeah. And so, and it does, it, it's, I feel like this book is kind of a direct challenge to that Kurosawa, uh, samurai mythos that, George Lucas loves so much and well, it's sorry. yeah no no, no sorry go. you go you finish your point and then I'll respond I was just gonna say that like I like that it is it it challenges that by showing that it's you know the Sith here aren't about order and power like we see in canon here it's the Jedi who are really very obsessed with power because they serve the lords they don't serve the empire in this case and you know it's not a coincidence that the emp that the 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 side of the jedi is the empire here like they have political allegiances which is something that is always very uh conveniently skated over uh at least until the prequel trilogy ish but originally very conveniently skated over and so it's just i like that dichotomy that it uh that that's split from what we see in canon yeah, I, I agree. And my one response that I'll say is that I actually think that George Lucas got the wrong message from Kurosawa films about this. Like, I think a lot of the undertones, even in a film like Seven Samurai, right? Like, which so explicitly is that, but you think about all of them. Um, and also, although it is not a Kurosawa film, I do think that the Zoichi films are an example of this too. This concept from that sort of genre, actually, I think of what happens both to and i mean it's in the title of this book right of like if you're if you are trained as a samurai and you don't belong to a family or you're not working for someone then you're own in but that question of ethics is tied into that i think and when in the kurosawa films there are, are all these questions around morality of there are very often instances in those films where very well trained and established samurai are committing horrible grievances against people and are and someone who's not committed to a family comes in and has the skill of a samurai without the allegiance 
Um, and I think it's actually one of the main takeaways, at least as someone who doesn't have any like ties to Japanese culture. When I've seen those, that's one of the things that I see in those films. Um, and to be fair, I haven't seen them in a long time, but I, I actually grew up watching them because my family, for whatever reason, they were like wanted to be cool in the nineties and they weren't. Um, but anyways, <laughs> Um, so, and also my dad made sure that we watched, do you all remember AZN as a channel on TV? So we paid extra for both AZN and BET at my dad's house on my grandparents' cable, just because my dad was like, there's so many fucking white channels. There's no like native TV. doesn't matter. Anyways. That's fair enough. Um, I think that George Lucas's reading of that is really taking away from a lot of the muddy politics of those movies. Oh, white guy comes in and oversimplifies an entire culture never happened george lucas didn't get it (laughs) george lucas an uncritical orientalist view of the world couldn't couldn't be our george he saw those movies and he was like i want the yukatas and i like the facial hair Uh keep it yeah Uh Uh and and you know like not in his defense but like that's not an uncommon reading of kurosawa films and kurosawa himself like later in his career as japan got further and further past World War II and its era of militarism, like, got very aggressively anti-nationalist. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, in a really, honestly, the, and, and I have not seen nearly enough of Kurosawa as much, nearly as much as I want to, to be able to speak on this with other than just having, like, read about it. But, like, you know, it's the equivalent of, like, people today watch, like, Frank Capra films and they're like that's how America should be and I'm like this bitch was a fucking communist you idiots like which is how America should be but that's not what y'all mean like no I love watching It's a Wonderful Life every year and I'm like this is a national classic and it's literally just socialism (laughs) and it makes me laugh Um, that moment when the crux of the plot is collective ownership yeah I know like literally yes I just fucking anyway um, so I asked this question number one because they, they made me, they, they, they tripped and made me a teacher for three years and this is such a teacher question. Um, but, um, aside from like the, like larger implications of thinking and challenging, like, you know, what we're kind of spoon fed about, like what, what, what is basic good and evil? Um, I'm like trying to figure out what, like, on a very basic plot level, what the crew of the Poor Crow is planning to do, kind of like beyond the end of this timeline that we're given in the novel, like I feel like they think that they're going off to, you know, do the right thing and stick it to the Empire, but I don't know what that looks like, and maybe that's on purpose because we don't really know what. I think I think we were like meant to root for them and, and to frame them as the good guys, but I'm just like, what? is the good thing that they're doing i do not know also maybe i missed this part and please tell sorry i just muted myself um it's probably for the best um i i touched a button on my keyboard with my elbow i just so you all know i, I cleaned my keyboard and i put one of the buttons on wrong so anyways um in there fun story so maybe i missed this but is this yet another star wars instance of like a ship full of mostly orphaned unassociated children helping like who have nowhere to go like what happened to those kids they didn't just leave them on the planet they're on poor crow right did i I miss that 
I think they're on the planet. They just stayed on the planet. I mean, they have you seen how people? It. I don't remember. People. Oh in the no, galaxy the empire treat, was coming. Like orphan children. They, well, I they mean, in Star Wars, the there's planet. so many things about like, look at all these kids. Uh, some shit happened to them, and a couple of them survived. We we'll just find out later. I think, so I'm just curious to know if that ties into Pork Row. I think, I mean, and th- clearly, I didn't read the book, so like, I could very well be wrong. <laughs> but suck. Um, I want to say they left. They gave them the choice of what they wanted to do. They left most of them on the planet because they knew that the Empire was coming within a day or so. I want to say that Yuahito joined them on the Pork Row. I thought he did too, which I guess is why I thought all the kids joined them. But I guess I'm like an ageist and I'm like, one kid is all the kids. Daycare. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, never mind. My point is not in any way, shape, or form relevant. Can you imagine cool. any of the crew of the Poor Crow fucking babysitting? Because that sounds like everyone's Well, we saw Chia name. try. That's true. But also she was like, all right, by babysitting, I mean, here's how you beat the shit out of Jedi. Let's Kate, you know that's what you're going to do when Keeks has her baby. I didn't say I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying it might not be the best idea for every child, especially an infant. <laughs> we have like a slight tangent. I feel like Chia no was supposed left behind. to be. Oh, God. I feel like Chia was supposed to be like somewhat redeemed in our eyes because like she at least had some morals but like honestly it sucks no for the rest of the book i like every time she talked i was like snitches end up in fucking ditches she i agree and also it kind of reminded me of um i think this is a character in all films regardless of where they're produced scripted whatever the hell of like this old person who you want so badly to trust because they're an elder and you're like, oh, yeah, this is the person. Like, let's follow this. Oh, they're a little, you know, their personality is interesting. Okay. And then they do some shit and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? You know what? No, no, no. You're old. Like, maybe I don't understand. Maybe you have something here. And then they just keep having clearly no moral code um, or maybe a moral code, but one that is wildly unjust to everyone else and like so self-centered. And that was what I thought of with Gia. I was like, I really want to like you. I yeah. like the idea of an old lady beating the shit out of people. Yes. And also, you kind of suck. Yeah. I, yeah, I respect her, but I don't like her. Yes. Just because, like, I don't know. I, listen, I know I have trust issues. This is why I'm in therapy. But I'm just like, I don't know how I'm supposed to, like, be cool with you being on my boat when at any moment you could just, I don't know, flick the traveler off a bridge. Like, a yeah. <laughs> just as you do. Just. Bye. I liked that Akia never quite forgave her either. Mm-hmm. That's because she's all of us. Yes! What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so maybe we weren't supposed to, as the reader, see Chie as redeemed then. Because Akia clearly, like, Akia basically saw her as like, you are a smart person who makes valid points, but you still piss me off. The only one of them Akia actually likes is Koru. I mean, same. <laughs> and Not also, necessarily- what a statement that is if we think of saying that to ourselves in the first couple chapters of the oh, book. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just, no, Carol was the best. <laughs> Who knew? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really, I can't decide what I think they're about to do to, you know, stick to the Empire. Like, I feel like they're about to, like, go and do, like, terrorism or something. <laughs> <laughs> like like real like real Saw Gerrera style. So like, <laughs> just gonna say, like you know, like just like so so. I have, I have I have mixed feelings about it, but you know, if we get lucky, maybe we'll have these people 
be written about again. I don't know. Um, I would read it. I would read the hell out of that shit. Um, I wanted to do a brief um, section just talking about mirrors um, because we have that that big spoopy mirror in um, Shinsui Temple and it's just like it reminded me of like so I don't know if this is the same thing in Japanese mythology but the, what, it, what it brought up for me was that at least um, in Chinese tradition and folklore um, mirrors are just kind of like this spooky like um, strange artifact um, they um, they're considered like portals to the to to the other world, um, and so um, I know that there's this uh, superstition that my uncle was very strict about, where if you face a mirror so that it is like facing a hallway, that is how you let spirits into the world, and then you and then you're fucking haunted. Um, so that was what all what I was thinking about um, while I was reading this book, but. Mirrors are also absolutely, like, just a general thing in Star Wars. Like, we think about, um, you know, Luke and the the evil cave on, on, on Dagobah. Like, you know, he gets, he gets, he, like, basically that whole encounter holds a mirror up to, like, what his worst fear is. Rey literally, like, in her own spoopy evil cave, um, you know, she encounters that reflection of herself that just, like, tells her that she's alone. Um, Chris, I think you added this one from Fallen Order. Yeah, I, so I don't recall this moment. Yeah, so there's that scene where Cal gets the um, the Astrium, I think. No, that's how he gets in. It's when he gets the. It's when he like opens the door to the to the holocron with the kids in it, and he like has this vision in a mirror because it is it's, it is like a mirrored chamber, and he suddenly sees himself in Inquisitor gear and oh, like yeah. has a vision of him turned to the dark side. Oh yeah. Anyway, so. Mirrors just hold it like being at like I don't know, not necessarily like a definitely a pathway for like spirits, but and but like I don't know a way to like kind of show this like shadow side of like what 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 it is what is the world that works that that lurks underneath the world um sort of a thing going on there. Um, I don't really have a question for this point. I just thought it was fucking neat. So here we are. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think it's very. It's very Star Wars, the concept of, like, nobody is light or dark. Like, everybody has both in them. And the mirror shows you, does not always show you the side that you want to see. So it is, you're right, it is very Star Wars that, like, it shows a different piece of the whole than you necessarily are thinking about right now. Barb, I see you had a very important note here. And I do want to say I really appreciate you adding that, Kate. (laughs) And also I want to make sure that Burb if needed has um i know that she is producing but i didn't know if she needed to tell her very important um analysis i did not finish this book famously uh so i know nothing about fucking mirrors in this book but i am starting with the man in the mirror (laughs) and i will say that i'm asking him (laughs) to change his ways love you so much (laughs) that's not you know, just the pure content of that, that that's not unrelated to Star Wars, I feel like. It's so, it's know? not. Like, the, isn't that kind of what you guys are talking about anyway? There you go. You know, the mirror makes you ugly, so I don't know. There you are. That, I mean, this is unrelated, but sometimes I think about how, I mean, my people had shiny objects, so we didn't have mirrors. I feel like we must have been so much better off. 
Like, I'm sure people be like, you're ugly and be like, I don't know. I don't care. Like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> this is, this, this is, this is fascinating just because like mirror, like we, like Chinese people at least did have mirrors. And so like, we have this, like, I don't know, like this weird, um, relationship I feel like with appearance and immortality and respect your elders and wrinkles mean you're wise and what whatnot else and also must not age ever I am I don't know this will prove that I lived a virtuous life or whatever the fuck goddamn shit so anyway I feel like I feel like those two things are just things that like you know, at least like from my point of view of just being in the Chinese diaspora is just not been reconciled. And then you throw in just like Western points of view on beauty and it all goes kablooey. Yay. Fun times. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing. I have, I, I, I have I, I have no conclusions or nice things to say about this because it fucking sucks. But, you know, here we are. Podcast. <laughs> Self-esteem wars pod. Aww. There, there's any. no war. All of our self-esteem lost. We don't have any. <laughs> yeah, the truth can confirm. Um, on that note, do we want to just wrap this up? Does anybody have any final thoughts on Ronan? I have a final thought that you fucking suck and you can't read, <laughs> and I don't know why you're on this podcast. <laughs> I have a thought, and uh, I'm not going to disagree with what Kate said, but I, I won't say more. Um, which is, <laughs> please give this author more shit for them to write. Please. Thank you. Please. They are and officially also, yeah. they are officially in um, Return that. of the Jedi, yeah. Kakpov. But that's not enough. Exciting. Oh, not I enough agree. We, they, we they, they, I, I hope they get more. And also, can we continue, maybe not this trend, but like maybe turn this into a trend and encourage, although I wish this could be canon, encourage authors to get to write Star Wars stories set in cultures that mean something to them. To, well, I mean, I was going to say something that means something to them, but then I think we'll have a lot of white people doing some weird shit. Cultures that yes. they belong to and yeah, that are important to them. Don't, don't ask white people to do that. Uh, I personally yeah, no. would love to know more about my heritage, but it get, it gets real real in my brain uh, i just real quick that this didn't <laughs> include good. white people but then i remembered white people will insert themselves into any opportunity that is thus correct. chris not reading the correct aspect of the book twice <laughs> he did it twice y'all and arguing and and my- arguing <laughs> and like fucking like quadrupling down you fucking guy i swear <laughs> like God. these dumb bitches can't read i know my my last thought is that can someone warn me next time if we're doing a book that is like in an alternate universe? <laughs> okay, <laughs> in, so our, we talked about in this our defense, episode. we talked extensively about this. I know, but like I didn't realize until, because I, I don't think I was on the first episode, so I came to the second episode like having not listened to the pod and was like okay let me let me review the the outline see what they talked about <laughs> listen and you and chris made a lot more sense you and chris not doing your white people homework is your own fucking business okay <laughs> kate and i are making our own pod yeah, exactly. i have reading comprehension issues sometimes <laughs> very small so glad we have a podcast about books <laughs> On that note, oh, that feels fuck. like the place to bring it home. Thank you for listening nice to this episode. episode. Oh, 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 outro, outro. You've got this.
I'm gonna fucking do it. This is um, a great reminder that we need a new producer. You <laughs> for listening to this episode of the Book Wars Pod. Um, that was an excellent point that Rana just made. We are looking for a new producer as Kristen embarks on a journey of fucking up a whole human in her own particular way. Uh, Not cannibalism, and- though. No, no, she's just she's just pregnant. Yeah, just casually. Um, so if you or somebody you know has audio editing experience, ideally, and wants to listen to idiots talk about Star Wars, that'd be great. Uh, we won't pay you. Hit us up. Did you say we will or we won't? We won't. Okay. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. We will not. The, the payment is the friends you make along you, the way. <laughs> the payment is shit posting at all times. Um... In the meantime, our next episode, we're going to be reading Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston, the third book in the Padme Trilogy, uh, chapters 1 through 14. Please join us and read along with us. In the meantime, if you have the means and are so inclined, first and foremost, donate to Black and Pink National. Then if you want to support us, you can donate to the Tosh Station Radio Patreon. It helps cover our hosting and production costs at uh, patreon.com slash Station. And we are dropping a new tier for $2 a month where you get to join us and watch, or you get to join and watch myself and Kate uh, do streaming. We are embarking on a streaming journey. Kate's been playing The Last of Us Remastered. I'm going to be playing Jedi Survivor when it comes out. Um, Various other things. You can ask what people, what our patrons would like to see. So join us. Into the mic, Chris. We would love to. <laughs> I can see your whole fucking mouth directly next to your microphone. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so yeah, Patreon. Also give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Uh, thank you for listening uh, and supporting all of us, including Argos, Jasper, Orca, and Tony. Uh, our theme song is Was Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. And our audio and production are done by Miranda, Burb, Burbo, I, Baby Bird, Eldon. Uh, it's my legal name, actually. <laughs> it's true. No, th- those aren't AKAs. Those are middle names, interestingly. It's it's surprising, to be sure. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. I can see. Oh shit, I gotta turn this off. Fuck it. At some point, it's ideal, (laughs) yes. Um, stop.